Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'm extremely late because my computer screwed up and I'm really sorry. Welcome to Talking Jets. Uh, I have my lovely co-pilots alongside me. I have Green Bean to my this way. I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? I'm great, man. I'm happy that we made it in. This is nice to finally get here, right? We're all good now. It's all a wrap. We're ready. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm excited to get into some more rumors because it's rumor season and the summer is starting to be here. So now it's just a waiting game, but I'm excited to be with you guys as always. Oh, and I'm excited to be hanging out with you boys. Boys and girls, if you have any questions, make sure you put a capital Q before your question and then I'll flag it on the side. Uh, obviously, we'll go through the Super Chats first if things pop through and then... Uh, I'll kind of go back around to those other questions. If you'd like to get entered into our t-shirt slash potential jersey giveaway at the end of the stream, all you got to do is click on the pinned comment in the live chat and enter our email list for the ticket giveaway. If you've already entered your email in the ticket giveaway, you don't have to re-enter it. You're still qualified from before. But if you're hanging out with us and haven't done so and you want to get into one of our, uh, we're going to do a ticket group buy for one of these home games coming up. We're trying to decide what game it's going to be. And if you want to know, there's going to be a limited amount of tickets. So you got to kind of jump on it quick. If, if you want to hang out with us, ticket, tailgate, shirt, whole bunch of good stuff. Creamy on the field. How you feeling? Oh yeah. On field after the game. We're excited. I'm giving back rubs for a 15 minute, uh, uh window there. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you guys know Green Bean is giving the back rubs. Matt and Ryan, not so much. They're going to cheer on this side. We'll cheer, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do the wave, uh, a two-person uh, wave. Yeah, that's right. That's all <laughs> we could chant. We could definitely chant. We're good at chanting. I mean, yeah. we normally chant four letters. Green Bean's a little bit longer. Maybe a B-E-A-N. Bean, Bean, Bean. Bean. There we go. Yeah, I Bean, like Bean, it. Bean, Bean, right. Bean. <laughs> Sounds like Bill, 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 Bill. Bill, Bill, Bean, 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 Bean. Green Bean, the Jets fan. <laughs> you know, Bill Nye, the science guy, was after me. I used to have a guy called um, Mr. Wizard. You go, you remember Mr. Wizard? Who remembers Mr. Wizard out there? Come on! All right. I have no idea what you're talking about. Give us the yeah. give us the lowdown. Mr. Wizard, he was the first one. He was the first guy. Bill Nye could never have existed without Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard, you know what I remember from Mr. Wizard? This is, you know probably early 80s late probably early 80s he showed this he would show kids how to do science right so he did this tinfoil thing put food in it and he put it on a muffler and they drove around the block and it was cooked what <laughs> yeah it was before we knew i guess like i don't know kill you mr wizard i'm not sure <laughs> if that's okay <laughs> blitz crew knows mr wizard I Steve saw Engel a thing. Mr. I saw a thing on. Uh, it was it was from TikTok, but it was posted on Reddit. <laughs> it was someone giving like a ferret a bath <laughs> in like a like a bathtub had a whole bunch of stuff in it, and they're like rubbing it and like everything, and they're like, "Oh, time to wring it out!" And they like jump cut to like a towel getting squ like squished and twisted, and then they show the <laughs> ferret again. I'm like, "Oh, geez, so how oh many ferrets God. are gonna get wrung out like that because this guy <laughs> made a TikTok?" I know. I mean, imagine how many people would try to cook like hot dogs and mufflers because of Mr. Wizard. I'm sure. He, he also did a thing on the engine, too. He, he put tinfoil inside 
I just put it on the engine, shut the hood, rotor. It was like, you know, chicken, corn on the cob or whatever. Broccoli, potatoes. Well, it's like, what, what is that? Uh, oh, it's not. What's the movie with the banana and the tailpipe? Is that, um, it's, I want to uh, say Coming uh, to America, but that's not it. Oh, no, it was uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, yeah, there you're it thinking is. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, okay. There so he good. is, Mr. Wizard's World. That's what it is. All right. Good stuff. All right, all right. Let's, uh, I got a few questions that popped through here. Um, let's see. Alkides comes in, says, question, Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah, so Dalvin Cook liked a tweet by, or a reaction to a clip of Pat McAfee. Matt, do you, do you know a little bit more about what the clip was? Could you kind of walk us through that? Yeah, essentially it was a clip of, um, on the Pat McAfee show, they pulled up an article from The Athletic that had all these quotes about players saying how good the culture's been with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and the caption was, I'm paraphrasing, but something something to the effect of uh, fun times in, in New Jersey with the Jets or, or something like that. And he, he liked the tweet, acknowledging that, yes, it does seem like fun to be with the New York Jets right now. I feel like we need to look into how many tweets he likes of other teams because I'm very All of them. biased. <laughs> All of them. I'm very, yeah. I'm very biased of like, oh, he liked the Jets tweet. Well, did he like a Dolphins tweet? Did he like a yeah, Bills right, tweet? Right. Dolphins, the answer is probably Bronco, yes. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins, Broncos, pretty much any team with a pulse. Um, yeah, he, he wants, he's very much enjoying this free agency period, I think. He likes the attention. Greenbean, what do you think about Dalvin Cook? You think there's any uh, any truth, or maybe can we put any stock into liked tweets about our team? I think that's the the strongest indicator of what's going to happen is when someone on the beach uses their thumb to like a tweet. I think that's the final deciding factor uh in uh in what will ultimately happen i mean i don't know i think dalvin cook would be smart to do that i mean he's you know cause as much you know uh interest and noise and waves as you possibly can um you know but i don't think it means anything i think yeah i mean why wouldn't he want to come to the jets you know like um you know we have we have a pretty good looking team uh, you know, I mean, there's obviously anything can happen. We got a good looking team. Why wouldn't he want to come? But I don't think a tweet makes any any real difference. But uh, I will say there are a lot of free agent running backs out there. If you take a look at the free agent running back list, it's very interesting. There are numerous former Jets on there as well, uh, guys that we at one time or another thought, oh man, this is the guy, and he, you know he wasn't. You remember those guys? <laughs> oh yeah. Lamont Jordan <laughs> talking about all those. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys. I mean, you know, uh, um, Dalvin cook is at the top of a lot of people's list, but Ezekiel Elliott is still out there. Leonard Fournette, Kareem hunt, lots mm -hmm. of guys that just a minute ago were premier. So I don't know. I mean, Dalvin cook's going to want, you know, we were told he would balk at $7 million. So, I mean, what does he want? What does he want? <laughs> He wants to wait and see if a starter goes down, I think. I think we're going to wait till closer to training camp for him. Not us specifically, but yeah, yeah. Um, in general, I think that's when he's going to wind up signing. Blitzkrew drops in, says, should we trade Huff to get more playing time for Jermaine Johnson, Clemens at end, and McDonald play more uh, more playing time if we can get a second rounder? Well, 
they, they hit him with the second round tender. So it implies if they could get a second rounder for him, they would have taken that. Um, I would take a second rounder for Bryce off. If it was less oh. than that, like when you start talking, a third is probably, you know, there, there might be some conversations to be had, maybe a late round pick in addition to that or something like that. But I, I really like Bryce Huff. I think in a year you're trying to win the Super Bowl. There's no reason to to roll the dice on your defense not being able to perform because all your edge rushers got hurt or something like that. And he's phenomenal off the edge, especially when you have a quarterback that's going to be passing as much as Rodgers is going to and you expect to have leads. Um, I would not trade Huff, um, but a second rounder, I think, would would entice me enough to do it. Matt, how about you? Does a 2024 second round pick help you win a championship in 2023? That That's really that's the true. only... That's that's true. In a year when you're going for it, I want all the players who you currently have to try to push my chips to the table and go for it. Now, if you're going to throw a scenario where it's a player swap and you're getting someone who maybe you could start at safety or something else, that's a little bit of a different conversation, but I don't think it's realistic. I don't think anyone's swapping a starter for Bryce Huff. But he is the most efficient pass rusher that they have. Of qualified edge rushers, his win percentage is first in the NFL, and his pressure percentage is second in the NFL. Now, he only played 20% of the snaps. I'm not saying he's got to play 70 because he can't play against the run, but there's no reason this guy can't be playing 35 40% of the snaps and give you seven sacks as a rotational player. I think you put him in on second and third and long and just let him get after the quarterback. Um, in a passing league, I think that's extremely important. And unfortunately, we've seen how many times seasons get derailed because of injuries. They come up, it happens. Right. I don't want to trade one of our better pass rushers for a future asset when you're going for it right now. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sold that. <laughs> I don't want the second yeah. rounder anymore. You've, you've convinced me. Green Bean, what mm-hmm. do you think? Matt took all my shit. What is this? Oh, good. Shoot, how does time. that feel, Green Bean? Shoes on the other <laughs> foot. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Which foot right would you now. be, Matt? If you had to be a right foot know. or left foot? I'm a righty in real life, so I would think righty. But if Green Bean's also a righty, then that, I don't know. He would take Good. the left for me? That's very nice. He would take the left for you. Look, it's yeah, amazing. What a guy. Yeah. Oh, I've never been so touched. This is amazing. What a night. Uh, <laughs> I agree with Matt. I was going to say uh, similar things. Uh, I will just reiterate. Uh, in my own way, uh, I would not take anything for Bryce Huff right now. And like he said, you know, a second round pick doesn't help you win a championship this year. But I think even more so, have we not been watching the Jets for the past 20 years, Blitz Crew, or at least the last 10 injuries plague this team one of the greatest things about what the jets have done in my opinion is that there's depth at many positions now obviously the top of the depth chart is going to be better you're going to go down a step in many respects but dude there's depth all over the place like if a starter goes down you're not trotting out some guy who was an undrafted free agent uh, you know, uh, you know, as your second stringer, you know, he was, you know, last week he was on the street, um, you know, as soon as one guy goes down. So the idea that you want to trade Huff to get guys more playing time, I understand that. Like we're a little bit clogged, but man, oh man, I'd rather have this rotation continue and have all these guys play a little bit less and be and be fresh than the idea that we trade Huff, JJ goes down 
and now Michael Clemens is it. And then who do we got after him? It's Michael Clemens and Carl Lawson or, you know, McDonald rotating in, but then it's like, all right, well, what happens now? Now they're playing, you know, 80% of the snaps or what have you. Now we're moving back JFM over. It's like, it's a whole different thing. So I think, uh, keep it going with what you have. Depth is good. Rotation is good. And let's just go that way. I wouldn't do it. Plus I happen to love Huff. I think he's a stud. Now, I guess the one like hiccup that I would throw in there is what if you traded Huff, you know, let's say it's for a second rounder and that second rounder gets flipped for a player at a position of need. Like you don't necessarily have to use that second rounder for like the draft. It could be, you know, there, there could be wheeling and dealing with those assets or even Huff for a, a player um, at a position of need. I saw in the chat, um, I don't know where it went, but someone was saying uh, maybe for like, uh, Kevin Bayard. Oh, Connor said it in the chat. Uh, hypothetically, if there was a trade including Kevin Bayard for Bryce Huff, not realistic, but would you do it? Um, not necessarily because he's a 30-year-old, you know, safety, but I I think the the question could still stand. Uh, Matt, is there a position that you would deem valuable enough to trade Bryce Huff? I think safety would be the answer, but I just don't know which guy you're flipping one for one for, or you know, wh- wh- however you want to structure the deal and. Um, I hear what you're saying too on the flip him for a second and then flip that second for someone else. I just don't know at this point in the off season, if there was a trade, like who has a second round value that you could trade for that's actually going to get acquired. Like, I don't know. Everyone thought someone was going to trade for Dalvin cook. He gets cut. Deandre Hopkins gets cut. Like at this point, guys are getting cut. They're not really getting traded for. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if there's really a deal in place for that to happen. Who knows? Stefan Diggs having a hard time up in Buffalo. <laughs> Maybe him and his 150 targets for the last three years wants to say in the offense. Apparently, this guy's out of his friggin' mind. I don't know. What about you, Green Bean? Would you trade? Uh... Well, yeah. I mean, look, that's not what Blitz Crew asked, so that's why our answer. Okay, okay, fine. I won't but, go into it. But, but but since you've added these extra wrinkles, I still stay right where I am. I think it's hard to justify to me a more valuable position than the pass rush than the edge and somebody like a Bryce Huff who's shown at an NFL level that he can get it done as a matter of fact he's shown that he's at times borderline unstoppable I mean he's so Mm. quick off the edge that tackles have a hard time with him we saw it man that that game in uh, Buffalo when he got the strip sack on Josh Allen the two plays prior, he was held. As soon mm-hmm. as he didn't hold him, he got – I mean, it was – not that it got called, of course, but maybe this year we'll see an increase in that sort of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like Matt said, safety, you can always kind of justify an offensive tackle, but we got this whole tackle thing going on and we got some depth. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. I, 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 I don't see a more valuable position than somebody who's proven – that they can be effective at a high level in this particular defense. Like you bring on a guy and he, then we're saying, oh, well, it's his first year. He's a little sloppy. He doesn't mm. know. It's like not this year, man. You know what I mean? Not this year. It may it may be our only year with Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's not going to be, by the way, but it might be. Uh, so I wouldn't take that chance. So get this. Uh, so Lord Supreme and Blitzkrieg, I'll get to your super chats in just a second. And thank you for all those people in there that put a few questions. 
So that way you got a few more things queued up. Uh, pro football talk. I don't know if you guys saw this. Tyree Kill is reportedly under investigation for allegedly striking a marina employee. Yo, that'd be huge. Get his ass out of the league. That's <laughs> awesome, right. well, listen, man. <laughs> the Miami Sea Aquarium is a tough place. You can't mess around down there. Tyree Kill, man, those people are rough. I've had a hard time in there. If that's where it was. Beating up Marina employees, Green Bay? Oh, Marie. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't beat up anybody anymore. I'm old and frail. But um, but <laughs> I still yell. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know, man. I would love to see him get into some trouble. Not that I want him to do things to get him in trouble, but if he did something, I want him to get in trouble. You know what I mean? I'd love it. Love it. And I'd laugh, laugh, laugh. Oh, no. Matt, what do you think? You think that uh, that Tyree Kill character... Deserves to get booted out of the league. Maybe a few few game suspension, something like that. Specifically around the middle of the season when they finally figure everything out. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, Tyreek Hill allegedly doing bad guy things. It's It, it seems like I've, I've heard that one before. I don't know where, Imagine but it. I feel like I've, I've, yeah, I've seen that one before. At least it's not women and children, I guess. Positive spin. Yeah, no, no yeah. pregnant girlfriend getting punched or kicked or whatever he did crazy yeah crazy. i was thinking dolphins which would piss me off by the way oh what do you Punching think he's beating dolphins. up dolphins <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that no, what you thought was going on <laughs> <laughs> well you said marina and like i don't know it's more than likely like a boat you know where yeah. boats are parking you know right uh i, I, think so. I went right to <laughs> you know million dollar you know million dollar like hundred million dollar yachts and all those kinds of things uh which miami has plenty of by the way but um i just my brain went right to the dolphins that's what I thought. And not like the team of <laughs> dolphins. I mean like amphibians. Not amphibians. Mammal. Mammals. Fucking amphibious. Weird. That's what I was saying. Amphibious mammals. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Lord Supreme hops in and says, Ryan, have you tried the popper rush yet? And I have not. <laughs> have not. I've got surprised. into that last week. I thought you ordered I it. I've had a busy week. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done anything. Maybe I'll I'll look into it, see what what goes on. The, the smelling salts was quite the rush. That was, I think, yeah. a, as much as I care to do right now. No, I was watching uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with Theo Vaughn, mm -hmm. and they broke out the smelling salts, and he gave it to <laughs> oh, Theo Vaughn. That's an like, all-time clip. We'll have to do like an Amazon Prime to each of you guys. <laughs> smelling salts on, <laughs> on camera. Just, oh! <laughs> Dude, it's just so instant. He's like, oh! You know what I mean? It's Dude, it so instant. burns. Dude, when I went down to Florida, they did we did this stuff uh, in our eyes. I forget what it was called, but there's these eye drops. And um, it's supposed to give you, like, clarity, and you can kind of see, you know, it's like it removes. I don't know what it does. But it, it, let me tell you, when they put these eye drops in your eye, and I was there for two days, so we did it like five times. So like after like twice, I was like mentally prepared for how incredibly painful it was. And there's just no preparing. I'm like, all right, I got it this time. I, nope. Dude, it was so painful. Like they put it in your eyes. I was sitting in this chair and this like, you know, those plastic chairs. And I literally went, and I, I broke the back of the chair, like the chair, the back of the chair snapped <laughs> off. And I laid on my back with these shards sticking in my back, and I didn't even feel them. Like, I had, like, little cuts on my back from the pokes. I never, I ne my eyes was all I felt. I was like, ah! <laughs> Fucking so bad. 
very much like the smelling forks pork. in my eyes. Yeah. Ugh. I recommend Blitz it. Crew. It's really good. <laughs> That's well, you're nuts. <laughs> Blitz crew comes in. He says more playing time for those three may help us win in 2023. If the media <laughs> is to believe to be believed kind of like the Martin trade. Um, so I guess he's thinking maybe if we have more playing time for some of our other, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like Matt's answer and Green Bean's except, answer. Except Jacob Martin wasn't good. It's also part yeah. of the scenario here. Like Jacob Martin's not in the same stratosphere that Bryce Huff is as a pass rusher. Yeah. And how many of those like friggin' XY charts where like Bryce Huff is like all the way up at the very top right of the chart and everyone else is like <clears throat> way farther lower. Like that, I'm not exactly sure what all those charts mean, but it, it makes me feel good. I want to see more of it. Yeah. First. Yeah, I know. You know, it's funny because I like while I never thought the Jacob Martin acquisition was going to like put us over the top, I really did like it. I thought it was a strong move. And that guy just I mean, he never amounted to anything. I thought it was I thought it was smart to jettison him and kind of clear up a little bit of space. But like Matt said, clearing out Jacob Martin and clearing out Bryce Huff are two different things. I think Jacob Martin would be like, hey, if we could get a seventh for Solomon Thomas and kind of make mm. some room for JFM and and uh, maybe Tanzel Smart to get more play. I think that's more on the level of what we're talking about with Jacob Martin uh, than comparing Bryce Huff's impact to uh, to uh, Jacob Martin. I think I think it's it's different. I, I see what you're saying, but I think it's different. Skywise drops it with a twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, dude. Get a little JETS action. Uh, and I think if I have my buttons correct, uh, Skywise, you get to freeze one of us like this. I'll freeze real quick. Bam! Because he's not in front of his camera right now. So Skywise, drop it in the chat. Who do you want to freeze of the three of us? But anyway, uh, let me bring Matt back here. Boom! There he is. Uh, Sorry, I had to let the dog out. Oh, it's okay. I love that song. It's great. You can listen to it all the time. Uh, the team. <laughs> they used to play it in the stadium all the time. Uh, the team looks good overall. Still a bit worried about the offensive line. Excited for the season. Keep up the great work, Matt Ryan and Green Bean. Missy. Thank you, Missy. You're awesome. Incredible. Missy. Yes. So, yeah, team does look good overall. A little bit worried about the offensive line. Greenby, where do you stand on the offensive line, and how are you kind of feeling as far as, like, our depth there, what our starting rotation – no, I shouldn't say starting rotation because there's no rotation there, but our starting five look like? Or what do you think our starting five are going to look like? Well, let me say this. I, I, I must admit, like, if I take off my green-colored glasses, right, which I do at least once a day, I, I have to admit – that I wish the offensive line was more solidified by now, right? Like, it's just like, okay, like, I, I think Joe Douglas came in and he has shown us that he prioritizes the offensive line. We have, you know, uh, numerous drafts with more than one offensive line taken. We have numerous first-round picks. We've traded up for an offensive lineman in the first round. He's brought on uh, numerous free agents. I mean, he's, he, he's literally acquired like over 25 different off. I think it's way, I think it's like in the thirties of offensive linemen. I, I did this count uh, a little while ago, but um, 
So when, especially when coming from Mike McCagden, who in five drafts used two picks, none higher than a third on an offensive lineman, it's, it, it's refreshing. The problem has been truly has been injuries and dare I say like jet luck, man, it's really kind of crazy. You know, the idea of losing AVT and Brees Hall on the same day, um, you know, when having a guy like you look, he's like all pro level guy. He's just, just all pro guard. Need a left tackle. He goes out there. You hear not a peep from the left side. Oh, we got a right tackle. Moves over there. Not a peep over there. Like he just showed like this guy is one of the studs of the, and he's gone. Makai Becton, his rookie year was unbelievable. We were so excited. We were calling him Mount Becton, Route 77, all kinds of fun stuff. And then we see three quarters in the next two years. Look at Cam Clark. Cam Clark never had injuries in college. He comes to the Jets. He was injured enough his his rookie season that they just kind of redshirted him. And then he comes back and he has that, that, that paralyzation scare. Who thankfully now is on the uh, on the coaching staff in some capacity, which is awesome, by the way. I love it. I love that they did that with him. But it's like you look at that stuff. Look at last year. We had more offensive line in- uh, injuries than anybody in the league. Sp- you know, particularly focused on the tackles. So it's like he's bringing in guys that we like. He's bringing in guys that are good. He's using premium assets to bring them in, and we're still here. We don't even know who our left tackle. We have a good idea, but we don't know who our left tackle is. We don't know. So therefore we don't know who our right tackle is. You know, we don't know what's up with Max Mitchell. He's got blood clots. It's Mackay Becton's knee. Dwayne Brown's coming off rotator cuff uh, surgery. We drafted a guy, Carter Warren. Hopefully he doesn't have to friggin' play. He's injured nine games last year. Billy Turner was injured. So it's like all, we don't know what the hell's going on. Now we got a new center. He's nine feet fucking tall. Can Aaron Rodgers see over his head? Like, we don't know what's going to go on. And while I'm confident and I happen to like a lot of these players, I have to admit, like, what happened to just getting an offensive line and having them together for three years? Can we have three years of the same unit? Like, that's what I'm hoping. But it's not going to be that way again. Dwayne Brown, if he starts at left tackle, he's not going to be here next year, most likely. So we're looking at another shuffle. Uh, next year, and I, I just, I while again, while I'm confident, I think this offensive line, if it is, if it ends up being Dwayne Brown, Lakin, you know, uh, Tipman, AVT, Beckton, I think that's a studly offensive line if they stay healthy. Um, all of them except Lakin, Tomlinson, and Tiplin, uh, t- uh, t- Tipman. I keep calling him up Pittman too. I, dude, people are Close. dragging me over the coals. I've called him Pittman at least a dozen times. I even put out tweets. Pittman, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, oh. You don't even know your own team. Can't believe yeah, you're doing like, that. You don't even know. Know what you're talking about before you talk. Who are you anyway? You know, that kind of shit. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, so it's uh, – I like them, and I think that's a good offensive line. But I, I must admit I'm a little bit less than psyched about the idea that we're still in this position. Matt, what do you think about the offensive line? Um slightly nervous about it i think it has high potential but there are legitimate question marks uh for instance Dwayne brown coming back from injury uh at his age is he going to be the same guy makai becton we haven't seen in two you know in two years i would love for him to come back and be rookie makai becton but we don't know that you know that's asking a lot for someone to come back who's missed that much time and be the guy that you know he thought he was going to be after his rookie season lakin tomlinson stunk last year i mean 
he's a $13 million guard that played less than, you know, replacement level that last played year. Like that played like guard bedge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zynga. Um, uh-huh. And then, and probably a rookie center who I like a rookie center, but I mean, Hey, a rookie offensive lineman, that's not a easy task. So I think the only one that I feel fully confident in is AVT. Other than that, you're hoping they all reach their potential. I think they can be very, very good, but I also think there's a world where they could be below average and it could struggle a little bit at times. And health is definitely a factor. Yeah, I think we are lucky to have Aaron Rodgers and the quick decision-making and some of the pre-snap awareness that he's going to have. We're we're not going to see as many sacks as we saw Zach Wilson take. And, you know, we might see a... I mean, we're definitely going to see a shorter snap-to-throw number than what we got out of Zach. We're not going to see the the pirouettes and everything running around in the backfield. And then hopefully that takes a little bit of pressure off the offensive line because they don't have to block for as long. But I, I agree with everything you two said and what Skywise was saying here. I'm, I am concerned about the offensive line. I'm optimistic, um, but I would say cautiously optimistic. I, that It is by far my like biggest concern on this team. Like regardless, of, like I know we still could use a free safety. I know we could use, you know, a, a linebacker. We're all talking about Quan, but like the offensive line, if that looks like it did last year, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Um, so Skywise, we are right there on the same page as you. Boys and girls, we got 230 people in here. We only got 75 likes. Hit that like button. Come on. Yeah, like milk it, thumbs. Like milk thumbs. Let's go. <laughs> Matt, you didn't do milk thumbs. Oh, sorry. There we go. Milk thumbs. Milk them shits. Uh, we have, uh, if you guys want to get into our uh, t-shirt slash jersey slash pillow slash whatever the other thing was. What was the other thing we were doing? Pillow shirt. Oh, mug. Uh, if you want to get into that giveaway, at the end of this show, we are picking names from our email list on our website, talkingjets.com. There's a little email field. Or if you just want to get, uh, if you're interested in coming to a game with us, we're going to release those details in the next, probably two weeks, I think is, is when we'll have everything hammered down. Uh, and then it'll be first come, first serve believe we're only doing a a limited run of tickets so if you want to be the first to know you can join our email list and get entered into all our giveaways because we're going to be doing all our uh, if you've already entered the the email list you don't have to re-enter it um you're already qualified but the likes are good all the same we got 92 almost up over 100 look at that 93 oh my god it's happening oh oh man we're paying attention i love it uh, Hank G comes in and says, what's going on with that Tyreek uh, rumor? Yeah, so that was the the one we brought up before with the, uh, I guess he allegedly, uh, under investigation for allegedly striking a Marina employee, meaning, hey, you got a big old fat contract just one year ago and you knock my ass out. I want some money. That's what I'm seeing it as. And then maybe the, the allegedly will go away and be like, oh no, I just tripped on the dock and hit a boat. <laughs> That's how I got the black eye. Not good. Not good. I hope we don't get to see him anymore, though. That would be fantastic. I don't want to go against Tyreek Hill. I'm not super concerned about him because of our defense, but it would be nice not to have to deal with him. Sure. Well, then we wouldn't get to see Quinn and Williams positively grab him by the chest and drive him through the earth. Oh, Uh, so so magnificent. That's still one. That's got to be one of my favorite plays of the last, like, five to ten years. (laughs) It's just so such a good feeling. No doubt. It might be number one. 
Like that was a Carl Lawson strip sack. So we got to see mm -hmm. that followed by an extremely aware and present Quinton Williams who saw it, shook his block, picked it up. Tyreek Hill tried to tackle him and he just said, no effing way, kid. Not today, buddy. Not your little ass. Oh, just I just planted like, him. Uh, buried him into MetLife. He's under oh, the new so turf good. right now, actually. He didn't actually hit anyone at a marina. He's just buried under the turf. <laughs> That's why we're changing the turf, because there was a divot they couldn't fix. They're like, ah, we just got to start it's over true. here. But you know it's what's fact. funny about that? Tyreek Hill, after that play, he went out, he went out of the game, and he put mm -hmm. a boot on. A boot. Why did you put a boot on? He's probably all dis, <laughs> you know, discombobulated. I need a boot. I want to uh, make this. Uh, just give me something that on? makes it look like, because uh, like, it's an arm, he can at least run around and be like a decoy. Yeah, if we put a boot on him, then he's got to be out of the game. And you know, oh, I we got, got a backup in. We're down by forty friggin' points. That's what yeah. I got. <laughs> what a loser. J boy, hops in. What's up, J boy? Give you a little JTS action. There he is. He says, Hill stuff going on and the drama in the Bills and the Pats player getting in trouble. I'm all for a messed up division if we win the easy. Yeah, so what's going on, right? You got the Bills with the Stefan Diggs drama. He's uh, apparently upset that he doesn't have more say in play calling. Uh, I can't say it enough. I'm very happy that Brian Dable is no longer there. And they had, I guess this was bubbling over at the end of last year and has rolled now into this part of the beginning part of training camps, mini camps, that sort of thing. Um, the Pats player, I believe, took two guns into an airport and at like a high capacity speed loader, I think was the, what was involved in it. So he could be facing jail time, apparently in Massachusetts. They have some really, really strict gun laws up there. Um, and then Tyree killed allegedly hitting the marina employee down in florida so yeah i mean i don't want to i should i feel like we should be knocking on wood because I, I feel like that's too much stuff happening to our division rivals and not enough stuff happening to us right now matt what are your thoughts on the condition of the afc east opponents look you just gotta really hope that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have instilled the culture that they want to build in with these guys and that no one's going to do anything stupid before training camp starts. It feels like this is the time between the end of mini camp and then training camp where stuff happens. Unfortunately, we saw a couple examples of that, but Hey, if there was ever a time or ever a year for the jets to take advantage of some of the division rivals, just doing silly things and shooting themselves in the foot, it'd be right now. Greenbean, how are you feeling about the AFC East and our division opponents possibly shooting themselves in the foot? But um, dum You know wait, what would on, be so on. cool? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. I like it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, there it is. You found it. Um, I would love to see the Jets become a good team, right? That's got to happen. And then the rest of the AFC East do what the AFC East has historically done, which is just suck around the good team. I would love to see that happen. Now, it's funny because the, you know, the Patriots were all assuming they're going to be bad and all that shit. I'm a little hesitant with that. I agree that they are definitely not built like they have been, right? Uh, I don't really believe all that much in douchebag Jones at quarterback. Um, or the other guy, what's his name again? What was the kid? Uh, Zeal Zealot. What was his name? The, the other guy. Zappy. Yeah, it was Zappy. 
Zappy. There it is. We got Skyler Thompson and Zappy uh, running around this division right now. So I would love to see like kind of those guys, you know, run around. But I do think like let's assume that Tyreek, I'm sorry, that uh that Tua's playing, Josh Allen's playing, like everything is full strength. We have a tough division. Like that's the truth of it. And any team, uh, you know, a few bounce, you know, bounces their way. Any one of the teams in the AFC East, I think, uh, can can end up being the team. I mean, it's a very talented and competitive division, which sucks. It's like you know, we you know we we were so bad for so long with everybody else, and then we get good, and everybody else is already good. You know, so um, I would love to see us be the dominant team. I think we can be. Um, but uh, realistically, I think the AFC East is tough. Iron sharpens iron. That's the quote, right? So the division just beats up on one another, and then we come out and we start curb stomping other teams from outside our division. That's what I want. Yeah. Love to see it. Blitzcrew comes in and says, any supplemental draft prospects to watch? Yeah, I think there's one guy is what I heard. Uh, I saw an article by Jets X Factor, I believe. And I think the last player the Jets selected was like 19, or I, I think the only player the Jets ever selected, I think it was like 1990. We took a wide receiver, or maybe it was the only one of note. Maybe that's what it was. Um, and he wound up being like, I think an all pro and wound up going to Arizona, I believe in some capacity and got an all pro down there. Um, the supplemental draft, for those of you guys that don't know what that is, basically what happens is... It's a draft that's not held every year. This is the first time they're doing it since 2019, and it's meant for players that for some reason were unable to go to the draft or to go through the, you know, usually it's like um, behavioral issues or suspensions or something along those lines, and then I guess the NFL and the NFLPA get together and they say, hey, this guy's like worth having here and then if you take someone in say the third round of the supplemental draft because not you don't have to make a selection so it goes through the same process as the draft it's like hey okay first pick on the clock you know the bears were the team that earned that first pick uh do you guys want to use a pick on a player and you're going to give up that pick in the 2024 draft because you're using your pick now um, the highest player I think we've seen in a long time is Josh Gordon, and I believe that was 2012 or so. He was taken in the second round by the Browns. Um, maybe it was a little earlier than that, 2010. Um, so you don't generally see it, but it's usually like a mid-round pick, like, oh, okay, we'll throw a fourth rounder or a fifth rounder at a guy that has some upside, and then we lose that pick for the following year. So really only a handful of guys get taken if that Green Bean, do you know anyone that could possibly be in the supplemental draft? Is it even on your radar? Um, no, it, what it are your thoughts been, of it anyway? No, not really this year. Um, I uh, I will say, do you do you remember the the best ever Jets supplemental guy? So that's that was the receiver I was talking about. Is Rob Moore? Rob, Moore, I see the chat right. throwing it. Out. I didn't know what the name was, but I knew uh, it was a receiver. What, you know what round we used on him? First, I think. First. Yeah. First round supplemental draft. So, yeah. Um, that was before anyone really realized what the draft was. That was before the salary cap and, like, a lot of uh, things kind of went on. Yeah. And Rob Moore was very good for us, man. I mean, he really was. He was a very, very good receiver. If he ended up going to a team that was worth a shit, he might have actually been somebody. <laughs> but uh, uh, he was very good. He, I mean, the first game of Rob Moore and Browning Nagel, anybody remember? 
Dark Soldier, Gitmo Bob, Phil, anybody. Uh, he was, uh, they, they went for, well, Brownie Nagel threw for 366 yards. I believe Rob Moore had over 100 in that game um, against the Falcons. That was opening. We ended up losing, too. So it didn't matter what we did. We'd still lose. You know, 366 on offense and all these young guys tossing the rock around and we lose. Um, but yeah, so Rob Moore, but Terrell Pryor was another one, uh, that was a kind mm. of a guy who, you know, he was successful in the NFL, obviously didn't last, uh, was very he the long. Browns also, mm-hmm. was that a Browns pick? No, I think it I know was he was Raiders. on the Browns. Oh, yeah, that's he right. Was it was Raiders. Browns. He started on the Raiders. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, taken as a quarterback mm-hmm. and, uh, and he was good. Yeah. He, he was good as a quarterback. And then they just kind of, I don't, whatever the reason gave up on him there. And then he switched to wide receiver and he lit the league up for like a thousand yards. Right. What did it Terrell prior? He, with, he was with us for like a year or two, wasn't he? He was, as a matter of fact, he was the best receiver on the team. And he and a, he and a rookie Sam Darnold were developing a chemistry. He was becoming Sam's go-to target. They had three touchdowns in two games and then they, unceremoniously and without ex- explanation cut them mm-hmm. goodbye and that was the end of that uh so it didn't help poor little sam darnold i you know come on he, so but i don't know but it's weird because prior never be key never really stuck anywhere else so the guy has a is kind of a i think he's a, a like a disciplinary issue because remember mm. when we practiced against the redskins that season you, you guys remember this kind of fight was a, right it was a big brawl, yeah. and they were all kind of yelling shit at Terrell Pryor. It was because he was on the Redskins. He was on the Browns, signed a big free agent contract with the Redskins, and he sucked. Uh, it did. He didn't have a good year, let's say. And then mm. they cut him, and I and the team like it wasn't like ah they cut him. They're still buddies. Like they hated him. The the mm. players didn't like him, and the Jets and we had Spencer Long, who we signed from the Redskins. So there's a little bit of rubby rub, and there was a big fight. But yeah, it's weird. The supplemental draft is a weird thing. Um, I, I don't, I don't think uh, there was I a there pri- was guy that was prior got prior got. Uh, he went into the supplemental draft, I think, because was he the one that was accepting tattoos in college? Like it was, it was like a weird, um, like you're not going to be allowed to play. I don't know if it was him. It was an Ohio State uh, quarterback. I feel like it was him. Maybe Probably, not. Man. Yeah. I remember so, like they were getting like, it was like before the NIL stuff came out and, you know, he was accepting, I guess it's some form of payment or, or being on the team that you're not allowed to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chris Carter, I think, is the best player to come out of the supplemental draft, if I'm not mistaken. Chris Carter? Yeah. I believe. I th- When I looked through the JetX article, I believe that was the, the top one they listed. Hmm. Pretty cool. Look at this. Top 10 NFL supplemental draft picks of all time. Take a way up top. Guess who it is? Number one. Rob Moore. Rob Moore. Let's go. Rob Moore. Higher than Chris That's Carter? What it says here. I mean, it's just a, just a sports key to just the first thing I saw. I <laughs> it could be just some fucking 12-year-old in his room. I, I, I don't know who anybody is anymore. Um, but Rob Moore, Ahmad Brooks... Um, yeah, Josh Gordon's on there, Bobby Humphrey, Terrell Pryor, uh, Sports Kita. Uh, I've never heard of it. 
which means I should put a lot of stock yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Get it. The Bernie Kosar was a supplemental draft pick. Get out of here. Lord Supreme comes in, says, if we had a choice to grab Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook and both agreed to five million one-year contracts, who would you grab? So I saw a stat posted somewhere, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was implying that Dalvin Cook was uh, cooked, meaning Ooh. his – I know, right? That was good timing. Uh, meaning I think he had one of the league's worst uh, – expected yards totals i think is what it was so like his offensive line was blocking really well and the expected yards that you should get on a given play i don't even know what site does this if it's a pro football focus thing or some other you know analytic site but i guess he was like really bad at it so maybe there's some level of concern there i don't know if he was dinged up or or whatever i like dalvin cook more personally i loved his uh college highlights i thought they were some of the most incredible highlights i've ever seen uh from a running back and i think calvin i think kareem hunt's a little bit of a dirt bag so i would go with dalvin cook not that dalvin cook has a squeaky clean background either but given the two give me cook matt what about you so it's funny you mentioned those numbers i pulled it up while you were talking <clears throat> he was last in yards per carry over expected at minus 1.2 yards per carry uh, he was tied for the league lead in fumbles lost. He led the league in runs for no gain or less. Third to last in total EPA and was the 47th highest graded running back according to PFF. Now, I, I take those grades to the grain of salt. But I do think there is something to him falling off a little bit. He's going to be 28 in August. He has a lot of miles on him. Um, but like, if, if it's between... Dalvin or Kareem Hunt, I'd probably go with Dalvin, but I think you just have to go into it knowing that you're not getting anything close to Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook. Creamy, what about you? If you had to pick between Hunt or Cook, who would you prefer? One year, five million dollars. You know what? Let's um, let's do a poll. We'll let, let 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 the let the chat also get in on this. Yeah. I can't believe this supplemental list, by the way. It's really good. It's a lot, a lot of really. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, as far as Lord Supreme's question here, I, it, I mean, look, if we're gonna bring on one guy for five million, I think another thing that Matt didn't add, he also had drops too. Didn't he have drops, like dropped passes? Um, he's not a very good receiver last year, either, and you know with Aaron Rodgers kind of looking to dump it off. You want your guy to be able to, we don't want another Ty Johnson situation, but I have to say, I would probably go with Dalvin cooks and just have him like on the, you know, in the rotation, so to speak, Brees hall and the younger legs kind of, um, you know, taking center stage. And then Dalvin cooks, you have Dalvin cooks, like kind of, you know, in the tank for the late season push and the, and the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. I think um, I would probably go with Cooks, but I think it's, you know, in many respects, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I think uh, Kareem Hunt is kind of, you know, on the back nine as well. You know what I mean? I, I haven't. He also split that. carries, though. That's that's the nice thing about Hunt. Yeah. Like I, I get that him and Chubb splitting right. carries out in out in Cleveland. So it's a, I think it's a solid question. And it, based on you know the small amount of votes we got on our poll question right now. Um, it's pretty close. It's almost a 50-50 split right now. 
So we'll get back to that in a little bit and we'll see uh, see where our numbers shake out. Daniel Murphy comes in and says, if we win the Super Bowl, I'll dye my hair red, grow out a beard, dye it white, learn how to play golf in honor of you guys. Daniel, we'll do a golf outing and you'll have to keep your word because we are going to win a Super Bowl at some point in the next two years. I fully believe it. And uh, I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> Matt, you going to dye your hair if we win the Super Bowl? Sure. I'm do green. We'll, we'll, green bean dyes the beard green. Matt dyes his hair green. I'll dye my hair green. I'll do like <laughs> just green, green all the way around. Yeah, I'm gonna wash it out. I'm not gonna have it nonstop green all the time. But yeah, I can't show up at work like that. Yeah, you put but a little I'll, food I'll coloring it. in it and just scrub it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And go for a video. And wash it out. Yeah, yeah, for a video. Right. I'll do it. <laughs> Lake taint in. hair should be red. That's terrifying. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, it's not good. I don't want to show that. <laughs> I think I'd get uh, flagged for something. Uh, Brian Scantleberry so. comes in and says, are you worried about Hackett's play calling and in-game adjustments, or do you think him play, uh, calling plays in Denver was more of a Russ thing, uh, why it didn't work? So, Brian, I'll say this. Look at how Aaron Rodgers performed without Nathaniel Hackett and look how the Seattle Seahawks performed without Russell Wilson. Makes me feel a little bit better about Nathaniel Hackett when I see the Seahawks doing well without Russ and the Packers struggling without Hackett. It may not have any correlation, but I'm riding that train all the way to the end. Matt, your thoughts. Yeah, um... I am not really all that worried about Nathaniel Hackett as a play caller. I think maybe some guys are just suited to be coordinators and some guys just aren't cut out to be a head coach. I mean, look at Todd Bowles. Uh, I think that's a perfect example. And, you know, one of the things that Hackett's did really well in Green Bay that I think I'm really most excited about with the Jets is how efficient his offenses were in the red zone. And that's something the Jets struggled with mightily so i'm looking forward to hackett actually calling this offense i'm not really super concerned with uh his performance last year in denver yeah and i would also say that like we had a rookie play caller and a second year play caller in mike lafleur so hackett if anything i'm feeling a little bit more confident <laughs> than what i saw out of lafleur and hopefully some of these players that underperformed last year are going to exceed expectations this year because we're be, we're utilizing them in the correct ways, along with you know some competent quarterback play and a whole lot of other stuff that should be working out in our favor as well. Greenbean, are you worried at all about Hackett's play calling and in-game adjustments, or do you think the Denver stuff was more of a Russell Wilson issue? Um, I think it's probably a combo deal. I mean, I think you know, I think you bring up a great point um, about you know you just take a look. You know, you take a look at. You know, the comparisons, the Seahawks didn't seem to miss a beat without Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson. Like, let me just say, I'm sure Hackett has plenty of faults, right? But Russell Wilson was sailing balls over dudes. I mean, it was atrocious. Plus, he wasn't adhering himself to the team. We saw all those reports about him. Everybody just, you know, like, who is this guy? You know, he needs his own office on the coaching floor and he's got He's got to do leg lifts on the plane or whatever the fuck he was doing or, or high, you know, knee highs up and down the, like, so there's a lot of stuff that, that goes into it. And how about, Hey man, like it was his first time ever being a head coach. 
um, you know, maybe give them more than 15 games or whatever it was. I don't know. But I think the, the one thing that we have as a fact is that Aaron Rodgers has come out and spoken extremely highly about his ability to teach, about his offensive mind, um, about his developmental skills. And, and he loves them. And even if no one else, no other quarterback in the NFL does, the one that we happen to have loves him. And uh, and they work well together. Like, And I know people say it was really Matt LaFleur's offense. And it maybe, but, you know, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for Rodgers' opinion. Like if, if it was all Matt LaFleur and Hackett was just, a, you know, a, like kind of a – you know, just a offensive coordinator in name only. Why would Aaron Rodgers want to be with him again? Like, why would the why would he hitch his cart to him? Uh, maybe he knows. Hey, man, I could steamroll this guy. It's going to be my offense. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'll tell you what. Having even if it is, and I've heard that Aaron Rodgers is the one that's really going to be calling the play. Good. He'll be the best offensive coordinator we had here in a long time, man. Right? Like, I would rather have Aaron Rodgers calling the plays and kind of feeling the offense and doing all that than a lot of the guys that we've had wearing that cap for the New York Jets. So uh, I think it's, I don't, I mean, can you be a little bit, you know, kind of tentative on how well he'll do? Maybe, sure. But I think when you look at what we've seen, like the data of these two men together is very, very strong to the tune of 48 touchdowns and, and six picks, man. Like, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about back-to-back MVPs. We're not talking about, like, hey, a 3,500-yard season and, and, and they look pretty good. We're talking about best quarterback in the NFL. Like, you know, one of the most elite offenses in the NFL. A, you know, NFC championship game. Uh, you know, that's what we're talking about. So I don't really have too much room in my day to worry about this one, Brian. I, I'm just not real worried about it. Kay Yeti comes in, says, heard were uh, heard calls were coming in on Corey Davis as well. Any news or opinions? Uh, the last thing I saw on Corey Davis was that they he wasn't showing up to practice, I believe, right now. I mean, none of it has been mandatory yet, so he hasn't missed anything major. But I think it was Samini that said it's not uh, – it could be contract-related – because he doesn't have any guaranteed money left. And he's kind of on this weird bubble of like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins is over here. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. is over here. Oh, well, we got this 10.5 that we could save from Corey Davis. So like what sort of uh, deal is going on with Corey? I can see teams reaching out about Davis. I would not move him unless we had someone else in place. Like if you had, you know, oh, we got DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, whatever, insert receiver you, you really like, and you want to move on from Corey, that's fine. I, I don't mind it, but I actually really like Corey Davis. I would put more stock into him this year, and I I put uh, value in the fact that the Packers wanted to trade for him at one point, which in turn tells me that Aaron Rodgers at some point or at some level wanted to play with Corey Davis as well. So uh, I don't want to trade him uh, or get rid of him or whatever. Matt, what are your thoughts on Corey Davis? I think the Jets love him. I would be really surprised if they accepted a trade. Um you know, sometimes regimes just have their guy, and it seems like Robert Sala and Joe Douglas both really, really like him. Um, unless, for whatever reason, like they just completely change paths and then add DeAndre Hopkins and then cut him to free up the money for Hopkins. Like, that's really the only logical thing that the Jets could do right now at this point in a pivot. So, 
Um, I, I think he's here. I would be shocked if they actually moved him. Greenbean, what do you think about Corey Davis? How are you feeling about him and his future here on the team? Well, I agree. I think the Jets do like him. I think Robert Sala likes him. That said, they do seem to, you know, they've been kind of fishing around out there for maybe an upgrade. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, particularly with Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I think if OBJ came here, I, I find it difficult to believe that Corey Davis would be. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe. You know, I mean, they're not exactly the same player or anything like that. But, I mean, just as far as money and and uh, targets and all those kinds of things, I, I don't know. I don't I, – I mean, if somebody comes in blowing your doors off with an offer, maybe. But I think this is pretty much the team right now. And, and there's a lot to be said for keeping – you know, you know, keeping a lot of the team together, you know, and there's other things like, you know, like we've talked about before that Corey Davis brings and look, he's played with four subpar quarterbacks since he's been here. Um, five really, when you add Josh Johnson and, uh, but you know, he adds a lot to the run game. He's a good leader in the locker room. Like, so there's all those kinds of things as well. And he's a good wide receiver. I mean, the, the knock on Corey Davis is that uh, number one, he can't stay healthy, seemingly. And number two, weird drops that go up into the air and, and end up in interceptions. I don't know what that is, but uh, I don't know. I, I think he's probably here. I don't, I don't know if we see any movement with Corey Davis. Not to mention, this is going to be the best quarterback that he's ever played with. So Ever. Makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, Zachary comes in. Zachary says, how big of an impact will Michael Clemens have this season and what does it look like? Love the content. Thanks, Zachary. Uh, I think he's going to have a pretty big year on the inside. It's going to be him gaining all that weight that we saw him gain. Uh, and you saw him penetrate lines throughout the, the season. He, I believe he had a blocked punt, or was it a field goal? I think it was a punt that was returned for a touchdown uh, this past year. So I think you know the big fatties up front, the guards, the center, those guys, I think he'll be able to to just maul his way through a, a line, especially next to Quinn and Williams. I'm excited for him. Uh, what was he, a fifth-round pick? Is that right? Or is it fourth-round fourth. pick? Fourth-round fourth pick. Second, fourth, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped uh, on him. I think the value that we got in him on just a little bit, we saw his motor is incredible. Matt, what are your thoughts oh on Clemens? Um... Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be a part of that rotation. Um, I really think that um, they'll utilize him both inside and outside. Like they like those versatility guys, like JFM, for example. I think I don't know if he's going to put up like super flashy stats, but I think he's going to be really valuable in the run game. Um, and like I said, he's a versatile piece; they can move inside and outside. Uh, and I would agree that with his size now, he probably projects better on the interior, but we don't know. We, we thought the same thing with JFM and then they've pretty much exclusively used him on the edge. At least this regime has. So I'm really curious how they decide to use him, but I agree with what you said earlier. I think he's, you know, someone who could absolutely make that transition inside. Greenbean, what about you? How are you feeling about Clemens? I love this man. I think it's such like you say, great value. Uh, in the fourth and that, and that's the thing like when we start you know a lot of fans and even gms we've had they kind of from the fourth round on it's just kind of like eh, whatever just grab some guys no you can still get you know really quality players uh in the in the mids you know the you know fourth and fifth round look i mean we've michael carter the second is a fifth round pick 
uh, I believe um, he might even be a sixth round. I think he, I think he's a sixth round pick actually, maybe um, I think he's a fifth, but uh, Michael Clemens, a fourth Max Mitchell's a fourth. And so you can, you know, you can really round out your roster. Obviously guys like Garrett Wilson are rarely found in the fourth. You do, you, you know, you see those guys, but, but um, you know, grabbing linemen in particular, I, I really love fourth, fifth round linemen. Uh, Michael Clemens, dude, and when they picked him, I just I wanted a linebacker so bad in that draft, and there were still linebackers that that I liked um, on the board. I was so surprised that they went with him, but I could not be happier. Uh, and if that ends up like if this switch to like you know going up to two ninety and moving inside. Uh, for more of his snaps ends up being something like real, like it really works. This, I mean, we got to applaud this, this regime. Number one for identifying them and grabbing them with the fourth round pick and then what they're doing with them. I mean, the guy's just so incredibly likable on so many levels too. I mean, just his resting pissed off face. He's like a funny guy. He's nice and calm and reserved and on the field, he's just a complete animal. And uh, I mean, when you watch his tape, man, he he's he's without reservation will throw his body around. He's fully extended dives for tackles and all that kind of shit. He's just he's the kind of player that you want on your team, and he's truly scary. Remember, Connor Hughes was saying that he's like he said Dude, the you know, intimidating. He, yeah, he yeah. said other sidelines would like look at him, like in college. Dude, you like, send him out for the coin flip every time. Yeah, <laughs> put like, him out there. That? Like he's, he, he instills fear in people and he's so incredibly strong. Um, I think moving him on the inside is going to be a good move. I really hope it is. I, I'd love to see him as a jet mainstay. Yeah. He, he's one of those like fan favorites. He's a walking Chuck Norris like joke. It's, it's incredible. The, the lore that he's built in just like one year's time, one training or yeah, I guess one season's time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on this guy. Duncan comes and says, uh, a lot of free agent running backs out there other than Cook. Uh, chances any, uh, we get any of them. I think it's possible. I think there's been enough uh, maybe smoke to the Jets poking around. It depends how strongly they feel on Izzy because we were you know, rumored to be looking at a running back in the first round in Gibbs or Robinson. Then you get Izzy later on in the draft and I don't know how much – have we brought in any free agent running backs? I don't think we have. I think it's just been rumors and speculation as far as like Cook or um, you know anyone else that's out there. Matt, any any running back that you're particularly eyeing at any point? I kind of love the idea of getting like a Zeke Elliott for like goal line packages and just letting him bully his way through the line. But like I don't I – don't, I don't really have a a preference I think. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. If they add one, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world, but I'm not necessarily going to advocate for it. Like, I don't think they need a Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, maybe you throw um, Leonard Fournette in the mix, someone mm -hmm. like that. But I think they like their youth at the position. You know, they drafted Izzy. I think his explosiveness is something that they're excited about. And you know, I know he was bad last year, but I don't think they're giving up on Michael Carter either yet. I think he's a candidate to bounce back, and I like Bam. I, I like the three guys behind Brees Hall. So, personally, I'm good there, but if they want that veteran insurance, okay. I mean, they just pick one out of a hat, basically. I, I, they're kind of all in that same boat to me at this point in their career anyway. 
Yeah, Green Bean. Any of these running backs that kind of pique your interest a little bit more, let's say you could get any one of them for, you know, the deal you want, like a favorable contract, anyone that sort of speaks to you? Um, James Robinson's out there. You should get him. <laughs> Bring him back? <laughs> Oof. Did Remember he just he get was He was on the Patriots, minutes. got cut, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he was here 15 minutes and was pissed about his usage. Remember that? I'm pissed. Like, dude, settle down. You know, everybody settle down over here. There's a Trenton Cannons out there, too. We should get him. Remember him? Get that oh, yeah. guy. But you know who's out there, though? Uh, uh, Ty Johnson. Let's, uh, let's get that guy, right? Like, you know, just yeah, let, rattle Johnson off all the old Jets. <laughs> Why but not? Remember, uh, we all, remember Jared Patterson in the 2022 draft from Buffalo? Yes. We all loved him as a late round no, pick. No, I don't. Oh, little Jared Patterson. He's yeah, out there. He, he hmm. got cut. Benny Snell's out there. I, I like Benny Snell, too. I was like, if you're going to bring on, like, depth pieces, if you're going to do that. I'm with Matt, though. I'm not really all that. Like, there's Jets fans that write to me and stuff that say, like, we need a running, you know, running back. I don't agree. I don't feel like we do. I do understand the concern about Brees Hall's knee. But when you look at running backs coming off this injury, I mean, it's pretty much come, you know, people come back from this fine. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it might take a minute. The mm -hmm. good news is we have lots of young legs running around. You know, we have Bam Knight. We have Michael Carter. We have, um, you know, the rookie Izzy. So I think I think we're pretty good. That's why, I mean, I don't know, man. Um, you know, going out and paying these guys, again, like if you're just going to stock and and, okay, then I get it and I'm fine, but. Uh, I don't really feel the need. If we do, I'd rather see. I, I know it sucks to say it because with this, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers year, but I'd rather see us go get a Benny Snell. And I haven't checked if he's injured or something. If that's the case, obviously, that's not what I want to do. But I like Benny Snell. I thought he did well up there uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, so I'd like to see a guy like that on the bottom end um, mm -hmm. than – than going up and spending, you know, $8 million or whatever it might be for Dalvin Cooks or whatever. Dalvin, yeah, Cook. Cook. Yeah. Cooks. I was going to say, there's been, there's been a lot of S's th <laughs> thrown in there. I didn't want to call you out on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it is. I'm it's like, okay. I feel I've done it. it plenty of times. Yeah, I'm thinking Brad just, on Brandon Cooks. I, yeah, I, don't just, know. I get that with friggin' Mike McDaniel and Josh McDaniels. Mm. Throws mm -hmm. me oh, off. Yeah, that's and an I, easy one. I was like, I know it's Josh McDaniels and I know it's Mike McDaniel. But I just always say it wrong. Yeah. It's always jacked up. Yeah. Mark Ingram's out there. There's a lot of guys out there, man. I just Crazy. I feel like the name recognition is almost like an exciting thing for players. And if you can get a little more juice out of some of your other guys because you brought in a big name that they're excited about, maybe that's worth a little bit more than maybe the production you get from the running back itself. That's kind of what I felt like James Robinson was. Like, Brees went down. Okay, we're going to make a move. We're still in it. We're getting James Robinson. And the player itself didn't really fucking matter. It was really just like, hey, let's get the team ready. Was like, hey, we're going to keep going. We come out and we, you know punch buffalo in the mouth like that sort of stuff was uh yeah. well i guess we had the patriot game first then it was the buffalo game right yeah well, um he, and he was he was instrumental in that buffalo game remember that that oh, fourth yeah. quarter drive where we kind of took over the he whole had like a long quarter. like third down run right like a seven eight yard run that got us the first down and kept going well yeah i mean it was all james robinson i mean it's crazy that they just kind of abandoned it even in the goal line situations it just made no sense yeah. i mean i mean like if you're afraid of losing the round I get it, but 
why not? You're on the one yard line in, in Minnesota. We're down at, why don't you just give it to the guy? He's eight mm-hmm. for eight in five yards or less, whatever it was. Just fucking give it to him. And they wouldn't do it, you know? Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I think you've got a good point. Like if you bring on one of these guys for cheap, like let's say Ezekiel Elliott decides to take vet minimum and he's like, I just want to be part of a team and whatever. Like that could kind of give that little boost to the running backs and the team. Like, Hey man, we're stock, you know, we're stacking the roster. Even if you don't use them all that much, um, mm-hmm. you just got to make that clear. Like, listen, buddy, like you're, you're not coming in here to be the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be cool. I think that could work. Like what you're saying, it could have that impact. Ryder and talons PA says, do we pick up a veteran quarterback to back up Rogers? Zach scares me. I don't think we do. I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to play Rodgers and they're going to bank on him playing every game like he has the last few seasons. And then if something goes wrong, then they'll bring in a veteran backup quarterback. Zach will get the nod initially until he like really shits the bed. They're going to run this offense through the through the running backs. They're going to run it through the tight ends. So if Zach gets in there, they'll they'll try to baby him a little bit, kind of like we saw at the beginning part of last season. Um that's my gut feeling until maybe a veteran could get a little like maybe the veteran gets like two weeks of camp trying to figure it out. You give Zach a little bit of time and then you say, okay, hey Zach, it didn't work out. We gotta, you know, plug in a guy for this this playoff run that we're gonna try and go on. Um I think they're gonna run with with Rogers though for the immediate um you know, until something goes wrong. Matt, your thoughts. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna add a, a backup at this point. I know people have said, well, like, oh Teddy Bridgewater's still sitting there or you know, there, there are names that have done a little something in this league. I think they're banking on Zach being, you know, able to be that number two guy. And we'll see if that's something that comes back to bite them. Hopefully not. Hopefully you don't see any of Zach Wilson this year, unless you're maybe up big in a blowout um, or have something clinched by the last week or two of the season. Then, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a different conversation. But uh, he's been... Even in OTAs, he's been up and down. There are days where he looked really, really good, and then there are other days where some of the mental mistakes were creeping its way back in. So it's going to be a storyline. We'll see if it pays off for uh, Joe Douglas and the Jets. Imagine we get into the final week of the season and we've locked up whatever position in the like in the playoffs that we lock up, and they're like, okay, Zach, you're going to go out there. The Patriots are fighting to get into like the final wild card spot, and Zach just hangs like... 354 touchdowns and we're like oh let's go (laughs) come on that would be amazing i mean if you get one game out of zach wilson like that in the final game of the season do you think that's enough to to exercise that fifth year option after the season oh my god one game one game that's what you don't see any bad games that's what i'm saying you don't see any bad games the rest of the season you're obsessed like if there's no bad games that's the one like yo i'm gonna hang 350 and four tds on the Patriots trying to get into the playoffs, dude, I, I don't know. I'd think about it <laughs> for sure. Okay. You wouldn't I, have to I see him know. for two more years. No. Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to ignore the other 20 game sample. Yes. Size over the one. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's because <laughs> this shows that it was the staff. Yeah, it was the staff. See, hack it's King. This is right. all hypothetical stuff. Everyone's giving me, yeah, right, radio silence. <laughs> Whatever. Gravy, what do you think about the veteran quarterback? You think we've had a veteran quarterback? Um, 
I don't, but I'd like to. I I really still love the idea of Zach being the number three. I just, mm. I do. I think just commit to the whole development thing with him um, and just kind of, you know, put him in, put him on the back burner, grab a Teddy Bridgewater in the event. Like, I think a Teddy can come in. Like, if Aaron Rodgers goes down for a game, twists a toe, and just needs a little sip of water on the side, Teddy can come in and, and run an offense. Like, you know that. Like, he's an NFL-caliber quarterback. I, would, I don't, wouldn't want to be my full-season starter, but a, a game or two, I think I would feel better. I would hate to see Zach Wilson come in. Like, let's say Aaron Rodgers goes down just for two games, weeks five and six, Right. And Zach comes in and he's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't fucking think I'm ready, coach. That's how I think he's going <laughs> And they got to grab his face and go, you can do it. What did we talk about last week? You got it in you, buddy. You know, you got to do it, Rock. You know, they, they can do yeah. that. And he just runs out there and he's all, he throws a couple nice passes and then he gets all skiddly-doo and he runs backwards and all, boo, you suck. And, Everything happened, and it's all out the window. Everything's out the window. I would rather just put him on the back burner, let him throw nice passes in a red jersey in practice, and then next year you talk about number two. That's my preferred option. Mm. That said, I don't know how much more money they want to stick into the quarterback position, so I think it's unlikely. The one thing that I will say about Zach is I, I think the potential for whatever he could be, no matter how small of a percentage chance that it is, the talent level is, or the the physical specimen that is Zach Wilson is so drastically higher where it's like boom or bust. Like if we have to go to a backup quarterback, I don't know if we're getting the Nick Foles experience or, you know, insert whatever backup quarterback has done anything of, of you know, note, you know, late into a season. Um, I'd rather gamble on the high upside and, you know, let a guy sit for a little bit, maybe two weeks while, while Zach kind of figures it out. Uh, Daniel comes in. Daniel says, what are our safety options or what are our options for safety? And do we have other holes? I would say safety and linebacker are the two that I kind of, you know, look at pretty consistently. And Kevin Bayard is the, the safety from the Titans that I'm keeping a close eye on. He's someone that I'd like to snag, especially if he winds up getting cut around training camp or he gets traded for like a you know a late round pick because his contract isn't very good but I think he would renegotiate it with the right team. The Titans are trying to get him to take a pay cut and he doesn't want to do it, you know, with that specific team. Um I would like to see him at safety. Linebacker wise, I'm still holding out hope that we get Quan back. I know uh, we've talked a little bit about Sherwood and and maybe he steps into that role. We were kind of hoping maybe with the addition of Amos and having Clark and Whitehead and all those safeties. And then we learn about Clark getting, you know, potentially knocked out for the year, which I don't believe has officially been confirmed yet. Nope. I haven't seen anything. We have nothing more than a tweet. One. Yeah. Tweet. Nuts. Weird. 2,644 articles have been released. 290,000 podcasts have discussed it. And all we have is a tweet. That's it. Those are factual numbers, too, by the way. I, I did it. I did the math. You guys know I was talking about in the mathematics department. He loves that. That abacus goes up pretty high. That's right. <laughs> Everyone knows that arithmetic is my strength. <laughs> oh, it's great. Arithmetic. Uh, Matt. Uh, well, agree me. Let's go to you first. Like, what, what kind of you think Ooh. safety? What, what's our? Uh, what are we looking at as far as like other holes? In addition to safety? 
Well, I mean, what are our options at safety is what Daniel's asking, but you know, that and what other holes could we have on the, oh, the team in general? Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Thanks for uh, hanging out, man. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I gotta tell you, I'm starting to not, uh, believe this Zach Rosenblatt tweet. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, you think somebody, I mean, there's kind of been radio silence on it too. So I don't know, man, maybe it's just second opinion time and all that jazz, but you think you would hear something, right? Something about it. So I don't know. It's just, um, it's, I don't know where my hope is that we hear, what are you talking about? That wasn't Chuck Clark. That was the, uh, the, you know, Cam Clark uh, went down with an ACL yeah, after Cam helping Clark out in the, the coaching Cam room, Clark right? Clark twisted his knee in the coaching room. Oh, yeah, it happens. Um, guy can't, can't catch a break. This coach, this guy, uh, Cam Clark. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but I think, um, I love that we brought in, um, Amos and I don't really give two shits about this whole, Oh, New York Packers thing. I real I just don't care. Uh, how come I haven't seen anyone write the jet pack or anything like that? Like that, that's like the perfect name for like the Packers that came over for the jets. Right. Am I wrong? I, well, I said it, I did, this is it. Right. Boom. Jet pack. TM. TM. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. Talking jets. Gonna make a, (laughs) gonna make a shirt. (laughs) Jet pack. Dude, Ryan, you're the shirt master. I, I'm an ideas guy, right? I can't you always are. put them all into into work, but got a whole bunch of ideas. It's funny. I, I I talk about it all the time. You know, it's like I uh, I'm not necessarily an ideas guy, but I'm a visionary guy, right? I'm a I'm a big picture guy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I'm really good at like uh, getting people to believe in the vision. But it's like once the vision is captured, then I I'm really good at going okay, you do that, you do this, you take that, and then I don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, like, that's kind of... Like, <laughs> I right. like that. Yeah, I, you know, Wonderful. it's not intentional. It's really not. It's really not intentional. No, but that's an important trait. I'm I'm not great yeah. at delegating work. I'm like... I, You're a doer. I'm, just I'm do trying it. to get... Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I know I'm going to do it right. I'm going to just do it right now. And it could be the stupidest thing, but, like, mm-hmm. I've had employees that do dumb stuff i sent two employees down to change the marquee on the road the one day and you gotta get this freaking 20 foot ladder you gotta go up in the air you're swapping all the letters out and then like i'm coming down and the queue that's on the marquee is facing the wrong way and i'm like it's like the easiest job (laughs) but the queue face the right use your alphabets come on can't put the queue the right way (sighs) stupid I know I, I I do. It's funny because in certain respects, I am that way as well. When I don't feel like when there is no vision needed, I don't want it. I just like, just, just get out of the way. I'll just do it. Just get the fuck out of here. Everybody stop. I'll just do it. You know, I just go dig a hole, whatever. Give me the shovel. Just get out of here. I'll do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, that's called transformative leadership. It's one of the leadership uh, styles, you know, like when you do that. Uh, when you can get other people to believe. I didn't know I was doing that, but then I learned about it. But anyway, so talking about other holes. Okay, let's do that. Um, I like what you said about the linebacker thing. I, I Like I said to you, I know, right? It's just... Uh, I'm but, sorry, um, it's a great... No, it's just I'm so easy. 12. I know, it's so easy. That's kind of where I was. I almost went and followed that line of thinking. I did. I was going to go that <laughs> way, but I said, no. I'm not. I heard there was something going on with uh, Zion in basketball with that along those lines. 
You see the yeah. search history? Uh, he made me smile. I laughed. Okay. Well, that's a, and that's what's important, man. Um, right. So I, I got to say, like I've said before, I am firmly in Jamie and Sherwood's corner. Like, I really am. I understand all the reservations, uh, all the concerns about it. But I am really hoping to see this team become the type of organization that can draft in the mid to late rounds, have a guy on the roster for two years, three years even, and he's primed to start. And we see that pipeline starting to really impact the roster. That's really, it goes a long way toward balancing the cap and, and everything else, not having to do all these little trickery games and everything like that. Which I guess if you got to do it, you do it. Um, but it would it it would be really nice to see guys like uh, you know that we draft in the mid to late rounds start to come in a year or two into their time here and be at least quality starters. Uh, and I think Sherwood, dude, look, he's been on the field, and he and he wasn't like like we've seen guys make it on the field before. Well, he only played twenty, you know, or you know, fifteen percent of the snaps. Oh, I didn't even know he played like that. Like Jamie and Sherwood comes on the field. And he makes every tackle when he's on the field. Like his impact is immediately felt. And and you gotta like that. Those are the kinds of guys that you wanna see, you know, get playing time. He's, you know, the word is he's earned it. Now, am I against bringing Quan Alexander back? Absolutely not. You know, I think Quan was great for us. I think the addition of Quan Alexander was a key component to seeing something that we talked about. I mean, 10 times a game was why can't we stop a friggin' screen pass? Remember that? That just yep. ended. That was like the scourge of our existence, screen passes. And then all of a sudden, it was like 98% gone. And I think Quan Alexander had a lot to do with that, man. He's a, he's a fast linebacker. He's, you know, he's at least, um, you know, he's a good coverage linebacker. And I think uh, you know him. Him coming back would be strong, a, a, a strong move. And then again, it's like stacking the roster in that respect. But I also think if we don't, I have no concerns. I'm thinking Sherwood is is ready to go, man. And I think that youth, that like young, passionate, you know, driven mentality would be something that the defense could use as well. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not seeing too many holes this year. There's concerns, question marks, offensive line question marks. There's all kinds of stuff, but I don't see any real holes daniel ryan matt you seeing any holes i wouldn't say like major holes but i think the um two spots that worry me a little bit is depth at safety and linebacker but like that's getting nitpicky other than that like i'm pretty good with where this roster is i think every single team or every single fan base around the league is going to have a similar feeling about their team where they have a spot or two where they'd like to improve, but you know, it's the NFL. You can't have a 100% completely perfect roster. And you know, the jets might need some of their younger guys to step up. Like green Bean mentioned, Jamie and Sherwood. And you know, they have uh, at the safety spot, Tony Adams, who they like and Trey Dean an undrafted free agent who might have a chance at the roster. So, you know, maybe they are going to rely on the youth, which who knows it could work out. Connor comes in. Connor says, who do you think could be the shocking preseason cuts for 2023? Nobody's going to say it, right? Um, Nobody's going to say it. I'll let you start, Green Bean. Nobody say the guy. You say the guy. I'm not saying the guy. I was going to say a guy. guy. I think it's the guy you're thinking of. 
Don't say him. That's all I want. Does it have two oh, letters yeah. that are exactly the same? Oh, yes. All right. Don't no, say, I... do not talk about hymns. All right? Don't talk That's about hymns. Yeah. I won't talk about hymns. <laughs> <laughs> at all we'll, t- we'll talk talk about someone else um god okay oh, surprise cut hmm. cj uh, maybe is that like no. a would that be I, it's, well it would be a surprise right yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know who else like that's kind of i'll say ashton davis could be a surprise mm. cut mm-hmm. I, I i know okay because yep. it's a weak spot right so I don't think so, but uh, but it could happen. I think Converse has a shot too. You know, you mentioned Trey mm-hmm. Dean mm-hmm. and Tony Adams, um, but I think Jared, some other name, Converse. I know there's three three names. I can't Bernard. find it. In Bernard Converse. I think he's got a shot too. They think they like him for that. I think they feel a little bit like they dropped the ball with Pinnock. And they see similar traits in this guy. That's what I think. I'm making it all up in my brain, but that's what I think. I'm firmly behind that thought process. So, um, but yeah, maybe Ashton Davis is a is a surprise cut. Matt, what are you thinking? Shocking preseason cut? Um, I'm not saying that I would do this or that I necessarily agree with it, but to fit on that surprising mold, Bryce Hall. Ooh. Yeah, I see Dom just said that. What up, Dom? I see him in there. Project Prospect. Love it. That's a great logo, to say Denzel Mims, which was the obvious answer. Right? Oh, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Denzel Hims. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't talk about Hims. He is Hims. Yeah, I hope I he's going to be good. And then we could say he is Hims instead of. That's right. Mims is Hims. Mims is Hims. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. Oh, man. I that's We're late to the game on that one. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe. Maybe he comes out and lights everybody up in the preseason. You know what I mean? <laughs> Michael says, who in the wide receiver room is expendable? Come on, Michael. Green Bean? <laughs> any? Who? Any jump out? Any names that <laughs> pop out to you? Any names jump out? <laughs> oh, uh, no. No names. None. AC says, just going to pile on Bean. Going to say Yaboa as a surprise oh. cut. Oh, I know. They're all going to It go. would be a surprise. I don't want to see him cut. I, we talked about the whole special teams aspect of him, but also, like, how many tight ends are we going to hold on to and how much right. stock are you putting into Kuntz and, like... Well, Kuntz has already know. shown why he's a seventh-round pick is the word out of OTAs. Mm. I've not been paying attention. <laughs> What, what, what well, was said I mean, from Koontz or about Koontz? Well, what's up, Matt? Matt do you, what what'd they say about him? You remember specifically? There was not. There was some negative reports coming out about. I don't remember. Um, yeah, your I, I could look. Yeah, I, I think you're just making it. more stuff up, Green Bean. No, no, no. You're just trying I'm to protect your boy, Yaboa. <laughs> Maybe I am. Your boy, Yaboa. Yeah. What's his first name again? Jim. Zach. Zach. <laughs> Philly. Billy Koontz. All right. Uh, let me I see. see. Uh, ready to maximize. It was definitely something that came out, man. Definitely something. All these articles are saying how good he is. 
Yeah, I don't remember. So Blitzkrieg says nothing specific said in the reports on Koontz, but that he's not doing well. So then maybe he's a little more likely to get stashed on the practice squad. That's really all you got to have happen. You just got, yeah, you got to have him like fall to the practice squad and then you can protect him, right? Like if you, if you think that he could get poached off of it, I think you get what, four guys that you can protect each week. Yeah, maybe they do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, he sleeve, I mean, every team passed on him numerous times, every team. So, you know, he's got, you know, issues because he's like a freak. He's the highest rated, at, you know, athletic tight end in, in NFL draft history. And yet he's a seventh round pick. So there's things, there are things there. I'd love to see him make it. I mean, look, the, the, the truth is, is that, you know, we all have players that we like and, and that we hope make it. But college to the pros is, you know, it's not the easiest thing. And, you know, what's the average career? It's like, three years it's like it's three years i think yeah, yeah right and then a pension so gets you get a pension at four yeah i mean that's and so that's one of those things it's like there are just so many players we think highly of and do very well in in school and they come to the nfl and they just can't do it um so i mean yaboa has found a role for himself and when he's been in a, you know on the offense he's done okay he's a couple receptions he's not, not not gotten that many um opportunities but when he's come in he's done all right but the truth is, is that when it all boils down, I really just want the Jets to be good. I don't give a shit if every player I liked in the draft ends up having to go. At the end of the day, the thing with with Hims is that I believe that he's a stud. I believe that whatever this coaching staff that was here was doing with him was the incorrect way to to handle this guy. Now we have a new staff. If they kind of fall into the same line as the previous staff, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know what I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to keep trying to, you know, convince the world that you're right. And every other co every coach that's had him is wrong. I mean, but I think that he could be tainted, you know, that happens too. I mean, you know, people do lose confidence and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but I'm still rooting for him. I'll root for him until he's not on the team anymore. Once he's gone, uh, he might be the first player that I kind of wish well, who's not on the Jets. I mean, as soon as he gets on another team, I'm going to hate him. I, I already know how it goes with me. But, um, yeah, I'm going to root for him until I can't anymore. You know? Just when Jets comes in, says, Garrett Wilson doesn't have burn ability to be a uh, wide receiver 1A. Um, I think you are 1A? Just when Jets. I guess. I would love a 1B. A. What is this? Ah, it's it's like a flight like flights, right? Like you got one A, you got one B. Got yeah. uh I disagree. I think Garrett Wilson is plenty fast. Didn't he run like a a four three eight forty? Yeah. Four three eight. Yeah. I would say that's just yeah. fine. Which, by the way, um it was Justin Jefferson a number one receiver? Was no. a one A for one no, A receiver? Because he's Just he's uh he ran a four four three or how about Devontae Adams snail pace four five six, so I don't know how he could possibly manage in the NFL running a four freaking five. But yeah, the guy with four uh, four three speed doesn't have enough speed to be a number one receiver. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Come on, Justin. <laughs> Tell us how you feel, Matt. I love it. Getting a yeah. little spicy over there. Well, you know, but it's a great point. I mean, you know, speed is. Look, it's like we we put a lot of stock in the 40 times. And it's not that it's that it has no importance. It does. But there are so many other traits. I mean, we watched Garrett Wilson 
really take a terrible quarterback situation and break our rookie record. He's the best rookie wide receiver, at least statistically. And I'm telling you what, even on the field, like it's not just the stats, like what he was able to do, um, the attitude that he has, kind of the energy he brings to the field. I mean, he was the best that we've ever seen as a as a rookie, and that includes Keyshawn Johnson and and some other guys. Um, I see no reason, you know, why we would focus on whether or not he's got burner speed. But like was said, he he ran no, he ran four three eight. Man, that's plenty fast uh, for for a wide receiver. And dude, his ability to make guys just fall on their face when he's got the ball in his hands is as good as any wide receiver I've seen on the Jets. I'm not worried about Garrett. Well, and one a dude, shit. We've been we've been collecting twos and threes and fours for a decade. I mean, the only real number one we had was Brandon Marshall, and then you mm-hmm. go back. Maybe you could say Santonio Holmes or Bray Bray. One of those guys were ones. But like generally speaking, teams have one number one. I mean, you go look look at the Bengals. Maybe you could say that you know you. I guess you, they have a one A and. But 1A, that's new to me, man. I don't, I don't know what this 1A stuff is, Jets win. I mean, I think we're we're shrinking the damn hole that, that we could be successful in. Like, can we just enjoy having a number one wide receiver for once? Fucking been 10 minutes. Let's enjoy this guy. Zachary comes and says, where are you drafting Jets players in the NFL fantasy draft? Uh well, I guess let's say who's the highest drafted player, you think? Is it Brees? Is it Garrett? Um, is it – I don't think Rodgers is going to be very high just because of where quarterbacks generally go. Um, I think he'll be one of the higher quarterbacks taken in non-dynasty leagues. Um, probably like in that 7 to 10 range as far as quarterbacks go, like not – like he won't be a top five quarterback because you'll get like the Jalen Hurts, the Patrick Mahomes, and like the guys that got some wheels on him. Um, I would think if if Brees shows he's healthy and you're drafting like around Labor Day weekend, then I think Brees goes the highest and he'll go round one, like maybe the end of round one, but I think he could go round one. Um, Garrett Wilson, I'm not sure where to put him. Top three round, I would think. What do you think, yeah. Matt? Uh, I was just curious to see what their ADP was, average draft position. Uh, Fantasy mm. Pros has Wilson as the, for PPR, the number 12 mm. overall player in PPR. So they're very high I see on that. him. Uh, and Brees is 31. Now, what about non-PPR? Because that, that's a huge swing. I would think Garrett would fall a lot further if it's not PPR. I should yeah, say a lot tw- further. But I would think it, Brees and him might flip. Uh, it's closer. Um, standard is Garrett Wilson, 22 overall, okay. and uh, Brees, 29. So if you're talking like a, a two, uh, 12-team league, which is kind of like the standard... You're talking both guys are, are around second round picks. Yeah, roughly. I like that. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I have no issues with that. It makes me feel good. I'd, I'd probably, I'd personally probably would go with Garrett over Brees because I think so his I. usage early on in the season might not be there. So if I were to take any 
Jets player in fantasy this year. I think it would be Gar- not that Brees is bad, obviously, but I, I just think he might be uh, brought on a little slow, which isn't obviously ideal for fantasy. Yeah, I think I would also the other. I mean, if you're talking, uh, maybe we say in relation to other players at their position, because I feel like tight end could be a sneaky like nice pickup in like the mid to late rounds. Like you could pick up a Conklin or a Uzoma uh, a little bit later, uh, but he could be I, obviously not one of like the top five tight ends or anything like that. But um, yeah, I don't know any any other players of note that you think like I feel like Lazard. Maybe with his connection with with Rodgers, maybe he's like a I don't know. I don't would he be a wide receiver too in your league if you're a twelve team league? Probably not. Maybe closer uh, to a three. Yeah. His one oh nine in PPR. So that is about round nine. Okay. Yeah, that's probably about right. Without looking at any of the other, you know, players or anything like that, or where where things are ranked, Greenbean, I know you're not like a, a huge, huge fantasy guy. Do you, any uh, any idea on what player maybe you would like the most as far as the Jets go? Yeah, Garrett like Wilson. A, yeah, Garrett Wilson is going to be honest to God. This is what I think. All right, and I know people are going to call me a homer or whatever, but I think, I believe that Garrett Wilson is going to be in the top five conversation this year, assuming he stays healthy, right? We, mm-hmm. we got to add that caveat. But if he plays all season, uh, Garrett Wilson's going to be in the top five category, and I believe that he'll have 1,500-plus and probably mm-hmm. 10 touchdowns or more. That's what I'm thinking. I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to absolutely love this guy. He has an uncanny ability uncanny ability of getting open not only that when he gets open he has an uncanny ability to getting yards after the catch and big yards after the catch like he can lose people he can juke entire defenses and then he turns on his his super slow speed and he loses the you know the guys chasing him i mean you know i think aaron Rodgers is going to identify that very often and he's going to be his favorite target um and i think that we're going to see one of those true like quarterback to wide receiver combos that we haven't seen in a long time. So I think 1500 plus 10 plus touchdowns. I think Garrett Wilson is the pick for the jets. If you're going to play fantasy, the main catch comes in. He says, just got home from fishing. He caught a trout. J E T S. All right. I love it. Yeah, man. Now do you like he's ice fishing in his, uh, well, he's ice fishing in his, uh, his little profile picture right there. It down there. Well, he's got a YouTube channel, everybody. If you're looking for a respite, oh, well, that you want to just sense, watch somebody right? fishing up there in Maine. Which, by the way, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. If you're not aware, Maine in the summer might be the best, most beautiful place to visit in the whole country. I mean, the water's so that- like tropical clear. It looks like you're in Miami uh in the in the in the summer up there i mean but it's like with mountains and rocks and lighthouses and i mean we went up there i have a picture on my living room wall uh what the hell is that called when you go uh what's that called the main catch when you go like wait till the water goes down and you go into all the holes in the rocks and you find starfish and shit like that and crabs and all kinds of fun sea life and urchins are crawling around it's what the hell is it called who knows what it's called 
You know, like when the know. like you know the high tide. I know it's a low tide. tide. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know what right. the like low tide comes in, and then it leaves all these like there's because it's all rocks and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and she got like little puddles pools. of yeah, yeah it's of like pools. pooling That's better. or something like that. Harry says low tide. Low tide. Tide pooling. <laughs> tide pooling. Thank you, Rusty Spooner. Tide pooling. Well, we were tide pooling. We found all kinds. We go out there with the kids, all kinds of starfish. And I mean, it's amazing. Sea urchins. And I mean, it's incredible what shows up in these little pools. Uh, but yeah, Maine is awesome. So if you're looking for a good channel, the main catch is out there doing it, man. That's what he's doing. Beck and I went up to Maine for. Uh the end of my, I think it was the end of my golf season last year and, uh, amazing food. I ate so much lobster over a span of like 72 hours <laughs> or 48 <laughs> hours. Like I had this, oh, like, like lobster bathed in butter and like lobster bisque and lobster sandwiches or whatever those things are called, lobster rolls. Uh, lobster Chinese food, or not lobster Chinese food, what was it called? Lobster um, sushi. So much lobster. Love lobster. Like Maine. First time I've been to Maine. Portland. Really nice. Would go again. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I hate lobster, man. What? I'm not really a lobster, I'm not a lobster guy either, really. Oh. You know what it is? It literally, I'm going to tell you what it is, just so you guys are aware. It's a bug. It's a big, yeah. if you saw that thing crawling on the ground without It'd water, be terrifying. you would be like, terrifying. Oh my like, God. Wow. I mean, it used to be like, it, it was the stuff that like poor people would have. And then they're like, oh, hey, let's salt the rich people. And they're boom. Drew, yeah. The, the, the old, I mean, the story is, I don't know how accurate it is, but that they, yeah. When the fishermen would come in, they would like throw those to the side, like for the poor people, like here, you can have these. And they would so eat let's it. watch them bite the the poor people. Yeah. Nip them. And they would dip. And the poor people are like dipping them in little silver tins of butter. Mmm. <laughs> little tiny forks. They're like, why I, were you? I wish it was still priced that way. That'd be amazing. They're like, well, oh, we could so afford good. a little fork. Dude, good lobster. I love the oh, it's so good. I love good lobster. I like eating lobster out more than I like cooking it. Like that. Making lobster at home, I'm not as good at. But having like a nice surf and turf, good fillet, <sighs> dude, I'm all about it. Yeah. What's your seafood of choice then? Do you have a seafood of choice? No, I don't eat very much. See, I, I don't like it. It tastes like a dumpster to me. I mean, you know, like, you know, like when you walk by a dumpster <laughs> and it has that smell of like gross fish, like whenever I go to a seafood restaurant, it's the same smell. I can barely like distinguished it too like i walk by a dumpster mm. it smells like a seafood restaurant i walk by a seafood restaurant it smells like a dumpster so i just i can't now every now and then i'll have some shrimp like i i do like shrimp and every now and then i'll have like if there's like a when i was in miami there's a lot of blackened mahi mm. so if it's really blackened like very spicy and all that shit i can i can do that but you know it's just like it's just eating a big chunk of spice to me, the the, Dude, the fish is just I, a way to get the, the flavor in your face. I don't like we it. Had, I don't like seafood very much. Dude, we had a wedding. at So golf course I worked at, I was working at a sister course prior to me, you know, becoming director. And they were, they, they do a ton of weddings. So they had a raw bar. So it had all like the, the oysters and the, the, you know, all the stuff on it. And I guess there's like a runner that goes... I don't know if it was over it to decorate it. 
like over the plate, but under the food or under the plate and it got splattered, whatever it was. But my office shared an office with the food and beverage people. And I guess one of the workers decided to move the, either the, the runner or whatever it was and put it in the office. And like, this was on a, I think a Friday. And then me and my boss got in on like a Monday and no one cleaned it up. And we're like, Oh, what is that smell? <laughs> just rank like 80 degree heat and just some musty oysters and ugh, terrible. So kind of, you ever see the, the Jim Gaffigan routine about seafood? You guys ever see that? I love Jim Gaffigan. I met him ever, a few years ago. Really nice guy. I haven't seen the bit. Oh, you got to look it up. Just look up Jim Gaffigan Seafood. He calls oysters snots and rocks. It's the oh, dude. Great. I laughed. I saw him live on that <laughs> tour. I laughed so hard during that bit. It made it just resonated with me so much. I had to stick my fingers in my ears. I couldn't hear. I had to laugh out what I heard already. I, he just kept going. I couldn't absorb any more of what he was saying. I was like, I can't, it was the snots and the rocks. And he called the lobsters sea scorpions and, and, uh, <laughs> he goes into new England clam chowder. I mean, it's really funny. Dude. I mean, Gaffigan is a fucking brilliant guy. Really He's is. great. Just when jets coming back saying, uh, a super bowl team would see the ads of D hop or cook one, two punch. Um, yeah, look, I get what you're saying. It doesn't seem like there's any real interest from the Jets in DeAndre Hopkins. It doesn't seem like maybe there would be more if Hopkins showed a little more interest in the Jets because I haven't really heard anything from him or implied implied anything from him that would make him see like, oh, he wants to come to the Jets because I don't want the Jets to go out and like, you know, overpay for guys and talent, stuff like that. It's like, hey, you want to be a part of what we're building here? Come on over. Like, tell us you want to come here. Let's let's figure it out. Like, Odell, he wanted to be here. I would yeah. be like, I think I think Hopkins is the better receiver, but, you know, I want the guys to want to be here. And if Cook or D-Hop want to be here, then I think that changes, this, you know, maybe the narrative a little bit. Uh, Matt, any thoughts about D-Hop and Cook from Justin Jets? Yeah, I'd much rather add uh, D-Hop than, than Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't think... I understand that Dalvin Cook said he would love to team up with DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't know how realistic it is for both those guys to go to the same place, um, considering what you know cap space is available on these teams, uh, unless people are going to just start clearing stuff out. Um, but like I said, I don't, I don't think it's likely that both are coming. And for whatever reason, the Jets haven't expressed much, uh, much interest in DeAndre. Don't know why, but I think it's because they really like Corey Davis. Grimmy, what about you? Uh, D Hopper Cook, any interest in uh, getting either one? Don't really care. Well, I mean, I'd love D Hop. I mean, don't don't misunderstand, right? It's like, and I don't know, a Super Bowl team would see. I I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, these kind these ideas of like super teams, they rarely work. You know, like when you kind of stockpile all these big name players, we've seen it many many times. It rarely works, you know. I think when you look at, like, let's look at um, the Rams, right? Who was, uh, you got Cooper Cup. Who's the other guy? They they brought on Robert um, Woods. They had Allen Robinson. They brought on Allen Robinson, and he didn't really, you know what I mean? It was like the the hype beforehand was like, holy shit, they brought on Allen. And he did nothing. You know what I mean? It was like, and not, not to, I, I liked Allen Robinson. I thought it was a good move. But like that year, it was the same thing as adding D Hop this year. That's what it, you know. But everybody was talking about the Jets. We were a lot of Jets fan wanted to add him, 
and everything. It was a similar thing. You know, it's just, it doesn't always work like that. I think like what we're doing right now, we added Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we brought on, you know, strong receivers to support um, a true number one uh, in Garrett Wilson. And I think that's it. There, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I think the truth is I prefer this rather than bringing on a bunch of guys that are going to be wanting this and wanting that all these kind of, you know, you know, like Dalvin cooks <laughs> for fun. I, I added the S um, but um, you know, uh, you know Bernard Hopkins, right? Like all these guys, <laughs> you bring on all these guys and it's like, all right. So when they're not the guy, and and we want to focus on Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and all that. What happens then? What happens to the team chemistry and all that kind of stuff? Uh, don't forget, you know, Hopkins was suspended for eight games last year. Like, who knows what he's bringing? You know, um, who knows what these guys are bringing? There's more to it than that. Like, I get the point. I don't disagree with the point entirely, but... I don't think that that's the way, you know, that's the only way, like you got to add Hopkins and, and cook. I, I just, I think like we're stacked, man. Like we have a, a good roster and how many, how many more contracts can you fit into? I mean, Joe Douglas doing a good job with all this, but we still got to sign Quinn and Williams. We still got to figure out this Aaron Rodgers contract thing. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of pieces here. And I think, you know, while I'd be ecstatic, I'd be the first one making videos going, yay, Hopkins is here. I don't think it's necessary. And I think you brought up a good point about, you know, um, he does, he vocally publicly said, I don't want to play for the jets. So I think we should, and Salah said no. So like, there's clearly no interest. So I think we should just maybe stop talking about it. That's what I think. Boys and girls, we have, uh, we've reached the end of our show. Flew by here. I guess it happens when you're 15 minutes late to the show and yeah, you screw up. Yeah, good start. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is what it is. Um, all right. So we get to pick a qualifier from our list. For those of you that want your last uh, few minutes here, we'll pick one in one minute time. Uh, click on the pinned comment in our live chat or go over to talkinjets.com. Enter our email list. Uh, if you want to get a part of our or be a part of our ticket group buy, we're going to send out an email in the next two weeks or so, given all the details, and there's going to be a limited run of tickets, and that's who's going to hear about it first. So if you guys want to get your shot at tickets, uh, hop in over there, and we're going to pick a qualifier. Someone's going to win something on the spinny wheel right here. Yeah, but Green Bean Cuca, Cuca wants us to know this shit is rigged. Well, he always says it's rigged. I love it. <laughs> rigged. It's, we try to do it as like fair and evenly as possible. Um, all right, let's see how many how many contestants we got. Um, got one hundred twenty-five. I got twelve over here. All right, so I've got one hundred twenty-five here. So let's do before we do anything. You know what? You guys can keep uh, submitting emails if you want to do that. But then I will go over to our random number generator. Bam! Right there. And we'll do our super chat one first. So we're going to whittle it down to two qualifiers. And one's going to be pulled from the email list. The other's going to be pulled from our super chat list. So we've got 12 people. Greenman, do you have your, uh, your people numbered over there? Or do you know what order you're going to go in? Yep. I got 12. All right, here we go. We got four. 
Ooh. Skywise. There he is. Skywise. Missy. Right. Missy, reach out to us. Talkingjetshow well, at gmail.com or jetstalk247 at gmail.com. I'll get your size. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't even be saying that because we no, didn't, no, didn't, didn't call it. I know. You haven't won anything yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. It's called muscle. <laughs> no, it's called muscle. I forgot we're doing man. two things here. Yeah, okay, you so that's it. Thanks. No, you've been I, doing yeah, it for four it. years, man. Of course, muscle memory. Just right to it. All right. Give All right. Me your so shit. I, see, it's just autopilot at this point, right? right? See? That's, uh, I should so use that good. term more often. I use it at work sometimes. Um, all right, so we've got 125 people. Let's do 125 in the random number generator. And we're going to go from top down. Uh, bam. What do we got? 16. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. <coughs> Sorry. Whew. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Allison Tuckwab356, you are going to be our other qualifier. So, Allison. All right. Skywise versus Allison. Now, was Skywise, Skywise signed at Missy? Are we looking at two women? Maybe. Could be. It's, it's possible. That's what I think. I'm going with that. This is the battle. That's pretty cool. I mean, considering our, our demographic, I don't know how your guys' demographic shake out, but I know, like, over on Jetstock, I think, like, less than 1% of people who have Google accounts that are subscribed to the channel are women. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah like i got up to a whopping last i'm sorry matt were you talking i'm sorry i was i think mine's like 98 percent or something like that ah yeah i got up to three percent female at one point it was amazing i think i'm 3%. ugly i think that's what it is oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't I, think I only I'm got one percent <laughs> i don't know what happened my sex that's appeals me. pulling in all the broads oh yeah. yeah i think they know i'm married that's what it is Oh, they're like, he's got a kid. Unattractive. Yeah. Thanks. I see how it is. No, that's all right. Okay. Um, so now we got our two people. We got Skywise. We got Allison. So now we get to do our odds or evens. I'm ready. We're gonna pick a. Right. We're gonna pick someone from the chat, not someone from the chat, but first number after Rico the pup plus whatever we put up. Three, two, one. So that's a six. And a seven, that'd be Allison. Allison Tuckwab. Woohoo. There it is. You are our winner for tonight. So. Oh, now she gets to spin the wheel, right? Now we go. Now she gets to spin now, see the wheel. I like the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the oh, wheel. boy. Jersey. Jersey. Wheel time. Here no comes hands. the big wheel. Allison's going to win a jersey, I think. Everybody's going to shut uh, up. The first time we spun this wheel, I got very close to the jersey. Ah, shirt. Allison, you win a uh, shirt. Congratulations. Right. Reach out to us. Talkingjetshow at gmail.com or jetstalk247 at gmail.com. Get your shirt size. Get your shipping information. Then we'll send you out a shirt. Thank you so much for playing. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. We have reached the end of our show. Boys and girls, let's go around our panel. Give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? I'm going to go to bed. 
I got to wake up in four and a half hours or whatever the hell it is. Um, but yeah, the uh, Green Bean Jets pod is out now. We're, I'm giving you the reasons why 50 touchdowns is actually realistic. So there you go. Uh, we're going to see a 50 touchdown season minimum from uh, Aaron Rodgers this year. So that's on Green Bean Jets fan. I love it. Matt, any last words for our panel? It will just Jets comes out tomorrow, and I talk about why 60 is on the table for Aaron Rodgers. That, no, <laughs> okay. Uh, we're talking about what the hell are we talking about this week? Uh, oh, something why the Jets it's not realistic. Need to, yeah, yeah. Something the Jets need to fix in 2023 and how Jordan Whitehead compared them to the 2020 Bucks. Ooh, ooh, I like it. I like it. Boys and yes. girls, I don't really have anything going on. I'm in the busy season of the golf stuff. Uh, so I just kind of hop on here every Tuesday, and when time provides, I might make a video or two. And then once training camp gets fired up, your boy gets back into business. But we'll be back here Tuesday, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, hanging out with all you lovely people in the chat. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! Yeah!